Hey guys, what's going on? Welcome back to the Shintaro Higashi Show with Peter Yu. Today we're going to talk about kata. I know this is like a crazy topic. People talk about this stuff all the time. Like, is kata useful? And especially <laughs> in judo, we have nagano kata. Right? Right. A lot of people don't that's, know, right? The white belts, yellow belts don't know about this. That's most the, the most, time. yeah, that's the most popular one, I guess. It's the old. Yeah. So let's, uh, let's talk about what kata, what a kata is first. What is a kata? That's a very, it just literally almost means shape, right? Right. Uh, and, you know, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think that's what it means. <laughs> and it's sort of like this choreographed movement usually done solo. A lot of right. times in like karate and aikido and uh, Japanese jiu-jitsu and all these different forms of martial art, there's a self-training component where right. you're sort of going through choreographed moves and then white belts have a certain kata, yellow belts have a certain kata, yeah. and then it just kind of goes on. Karate is like really known for this. Right. I did one yeah. of those. I, I did those when I took Taekwondo in Korea. To a, yeah. Yeah. Taekwondo is another big one that, you know, each belt has a certain kata to learn yeah. and, right? Yeah. And you said solo, but judo katas are a little different in that regard, right? Yeah. Judo is a two person kata. Right. Right. And it's choreographed. Right. So and you, it's absolutely cooperative. Right. You need to have a, a person who does the move, Tori, yes. and who receives the move. Okay. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So, okay. So that's a kata. So what kata. is a, what is a nage no kata? So nage no kata is the throwing kata. Let's talk a little bit more about kata, right? Is it useful? Okay. That, that's the number one question that you get, right? Right. You go into a karate school, you go into any sort of school, is it useful? And people have this thing like, oh, if you're just doing kata, you're not going to get good at anything. And right. it's somewhat true. Right, you can't just train kata and be a good fighter or good, right. you know, sport karate person. If your right. goal is to spar and punch someone in the face, doing kata is not really going to help you, right? Mm -hmm. But you know, there are merits there, and I want to start with that solo stuff and then move into nagano kata because I think uh, it really connects really well. Right? Okay, okay, yeah. sounds good. So being able to make the shapes of the technique is important, right. Right. right? And when you're actually fighting someone, do the punches look like a chambered punch in a kata? No, it doesn't. I see. Right. But the same argument for Naganokata. A lot of these techniques that you see, like Ipon Senage and Naganokata, it really ever looks like that. No one attacks you like this straight over the top. Right. Right. And it never looks that clean because a lot of the times you drop or you take a split stance or you have different ways to finish. Right. Finishing mechanics are different. Right. Right. It, so is there really a benefit for this? Is the question. Yeah. Like the, yeah. the emphasis in the kata is that even the person who is receiving the throw or the technique has to yeah. actually go through with the receiving part like you yes. have to kind of throw yourself over that part the yeah. other person it's the thing about it yeah. is people just look at the actual technique right right but there's a lot to be learned in kata there's so much embedded in there like right. for the uke how to right. take a fall right how to understand how to embrace the break fall right. right so when you're learning the kata you learn how to relax your body take the break fall embrace it not only to the right side but to the left side right 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 both equally and understanding the concepts of the mechanics of Kazushi. Right. They're off balance. So then, what? why have kata when we mm. do uchikomis or nagekomis? Yeah. Like, what, what's the difference there? What, the, what, the, what does kata offer that's different from yeah. uchikomis? Kata is very structured, right? Kata is right. like, if you look at the Nagano Kata, first you have the hand techniques, right? Then right. you have this set of techniques, then you have that technique. It follows a structured progression. Mm -hmm. Everything is choreographed from A to Z, 
right? And right. you just follow through it, right? And of course, you could pick the first one. You could pick the sixth one. You could pick to do Uchimata. You could pick to do the foot sweep, mm. right? But Uchikomi is a little bit more improvisational. Right. You could go in there and say, I'm working on Tayo. I'm going to do Tayo. I don't do Ippon Senagi. So not do Ippon Senagi for Uchikomi. Right. During Uchikomi time, you could do combinations, right? You could ask your partner to say, hey, can you stand lefty and do a misdirection Tanya Toshi? You could drill these things. Mm-hmm. Nagekomi also. So, right. Right, right. So, so it's, can, that, it's different in that sense. So there's, it's like a gradient of improvisationality, I guess. Like Kara yeah, on yeah. the one end, Uchikomi, and then Randori on the other yeah. end. And maybe competition on the extreme end. Yep. And of right. course, you could argue like, okay, these are the techniques. These are what it should look like. And then you could sort of put your own interpretation right, right. on the Kara as well. Right. For instance, like a musician. Right. right? That, musicians can do that. You know, they, they get a very complex piece of work. Read it and be like, okay, I'm going to hold this for that. Or, right, I'm going to... That's an interesting they, point. Yeah. Yeah. There's levels where you can sort of improvise, but it's very limited within the confines of the rules, right? You can't hold a quarter note for too long or too short <laughs> if it says hold it for this long. Right. right? It'll it change the, the piece. Measurements and everything. Yeah. yeah, it'll change the piece. But within the rules of that, you could still sort of be a little bit flexible. Oh, that's a very... Uh... Yeah. There is a lot to cut up. Right. Right. But the problem is people criticize it in the wrong way because they're right. not asking the right questions. If you're asking the question, hey, is Kata going to help me be a better grappler and throw someone on their head? The answer to that, not that much, right? Right. Will it help more than you sitting on the couch and watching che- TV and Cheetos? Yes, it will. <laughs> will it help more than doing some other martial art that has nothing to do with grappling? Yes, it will, right? But like to what extent? Right. I guess you get that's- more out of the practice. If you do mm. Uchikomi in a mindful way, if you do deliberate training, if you have good instruction, you do hard Nagakomi, hard Randori, right? Or maybe even soft Randori, mm-hmm. right? Based on where you are in the training cycle, right? right? And do a little bit of Kata. Right. So uh, yeah. I guess so a lot of, cri- uh, you're saying a lot of the criticisms are misdirected in a way. They, yeah, it's misdirected. They yeah, they don't because really. it's like, how yeah. can anything choreographed be useful? Right. It's like drilling is choreographed. Right. It's just kind of a form of Kata, right? Mm-hmm. It just doesn't have that right the structure. Yeah, and Nagano kata. It sounds like kata, but then when people hear that word kata, right, it's actually kata. Right? Kata. <laughs> it's yeah, a, yeah. It, they associate it with you know kids doing upper blocks and middle punches and stuff. Right. You know, and it's a great teaching tool because first of all, it's safe. Kids don't get hurt doing it. Right. No one ever gets hurt doing kata. Right. Right. I think I think in judo maybe because it's two person thing. If you're not. It can be. Practice, you know? yeah. And I've, I know schools that teach kata right off the bat. Right. I know, in my school, we teach it as a means to get the black belt. I see. Right. So you spent an intense, maybe a one-month period where you're doing it every day, just a little bit. Mm. At the end of practice, doing it 10 minutes. At the end of practice, doing it 10 minutes. And then doing the kata for the black belt test, which right. is not done by me, but by the Hudson Judo organization. Right, right. right. You know this. Yeah, yeah. I went through yeah. that. So, like, I do a one-month intensive sort of a thing. Like, oh, you qualified, you earned your points, you competed, you won. You know, you earned the right to get your black belt. And, you know, in our dojo, we don't just give out black belts. We do it through the Hudson Judo organization. Right. Right, right. right. And then so it's like they require kata. Mm-hmm. So, okay, now let me teach you kata. Right. So, you know there, I mean? so kata, you know, it's also serves as a tool to kind of maybe co- uh, prove that you know the basic stuff, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, you know, and you just got to memorize it and do it, right? Yeah, you right. know, and uh, you could teach just the white belts too, white belts, yellow belts, and some mm. people do, right? You know? 
And sometimes I'll teach a couple pieces of it just to make, you know, break things up. Right. Especially like, oh, man, everyone in the room is beat up and exhausted. Let me teach you. Let me give 10 minutes to this thing. Mm, I see. First three. Right? Yeah. You had me like demonstrate when people are like tired. And um, and also another interesting thing is, you know, even though this you've described katas as a like a training uh method training method yeah people do compete in those like yeah, there are comp- kata competitions and i think that's where the improvisationality kind of comes in like the different Definitely, interpretations yeah. yeah you know there are a lot of videos i know like you know where kose did it with his brother and then he yeah. had a different flavor from like the standard yep. kodokan stuff that they have on youtube so what do you think about the competition, kata competition? You know, it's great. I think there needs to be a component. I've been talking about this forever. Right. Uh, that there needs to be some more collaborative thing. Like you take a taekwondo competition. Right. And you get like 3,000 kids in there, mm. right? And then every kid goes home with a medal. Like they're not all sparring. That's a very, very small percentage of people who are actually sparring. Right. right? Judo needs that too. Because a kid joins the dojo and they're like, hey, I like judo now. I'm going to do it twice a week. They go to the tournament, they get smashed, they quit. Right. They need an avenue before that, mm-hmm. right? They need that progressive step. For me, at the dojo, we don't even let the kids do randori like full throttle. If we, they're below a certain age, right. I hold both of their collars. Yeah. So that no one gets ever smashed. If they run into each other, like I pull them apart. Right. If one kid is about to slam the other kid a soto, I could catch him on the way down. You know, and people argue like, oh, you're not really... You know, kids need to get slammed or like kids need to do this or they're not really learning how to break fall. I disagree because they feel safe with me spotting them there. They're likely to go for more risks like Osotogari, right, you know, more right. Osotos. If you're scared of getting counted Osoto, you're not going to go, go for, for it, it as a kid, right. you know. And then the parents are over there. The sensei's walking around. When I'm holding the kids up, I'm like right there, right? I'm like right yeah. there holding these kids and this kid gets bombed Osoto. I catch him. He doesn't get hurt. He gets right back. I was like, oh, hey, you go for a soda now. You try to counter it. Right. And there's no fear because he knows he's not going to get hurt. It's like right? tr- there's that. Yeah. There's that intermediary step. Right. And now, of course, they're a little bit older. They're a little bit better. Now they're doing randori. Kids slamming right. each other, throwing each other. But they've been doing it for four years. They can land safely. They're mm-hmm. good. Right. I put them in a tournament. I have no clue what to expect. You get a Russian kid that's doing judo six times a week. Dad comes <laughs> home and he's like, yeah. son, put on your gi. Right. And that, that kid's going to be tough. That kid's always, almost always going to beat the twice-a-week kid. Right. Right? It's just like trained versus untrained. You right. Know? Not trained, but it's like a spectrum, right? It, so there needs to be an intermediary step because you might go into your first competition, see that kid, and get bombed. Never right. come back to judo again. So there needs to be a competitive area where you can do some sort of cooperative thing. Right. And, and I, I think kata kind of fits into right. that. But it doesn't have to be the Naganokata. This is the thing. It can be like, show me five techniques. Mm-hmm. Go. And yes, it's subjective. Yes, it's not full throttle Rondori. And people are going to argue like, no, if you can't do Rondori in a competition, you don't belong in the sport. I completely disagree with that. Yeah, it's not for everyone. You know. No, it's, it's not for everyone. Know. And even for the kids that might have stuck it through if they didn't have that experience. Right who would have been good, who would have been champions, who would have been senseis, who would have taught a lot of judo in the future, who would have loved it, who would have changed their life that one time that they get bombed on their head, they quit. Mm -hmm. You never know with these things because you could get put up against a kid that's three years older, 40 pounds heavier. That happens at these tournaments. 
Right. Oh, you know, there's no one who's a beginner. Are you willing to put your kid into a division with green belts? Oh, man. Like, My son's a white belt, though. Yeah. It's like, yeah, yeah, but the other kid's not that good. And the coach comes over and he's like, ah, my, my green belt, oh, he's my. not really a green belt. You know, he's only been doing it for a year. It's all nonsense, right? Right, it's, right. All of it is nonsense. And that kid who would, who already loves judo, he's right. there, right? And he's not like the other kid who's being forced to do judo by the dad, right? right. That you're going to lose that kid. Because it's, 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 it's trauma. It's traumatizing. Yeah, trauma. It's not yeah. right. It's wrong. Right. You know right. what I mean? I'm a very big believer in this. And this is the thing. I'm a product of that too. Right? You're you're that Japanese kid who did six times a week, right? No, not even. But still, it was just like <laughs> I know those traumas. You know what I mean? The oh, East Coast championships. The, yeah, right. you'd be on like, the other side too. Dude, it's like eight to yeah. ten year old division. Uh-huh. You know, eleven to twelve, ten to twelve, or something like that. Mm. You know, it's like seven to nine, ten to twelve. I'm like nine years old, eight years old. I that's fight in a, my division. My dad's like, hey gap. man. You're going to fight in the next division up, the age bracket above. Oh, I was already man. a chubby kid. Right. So you're not fighting like other kids that are a little bit older, your size. I'm fighting unlimited because right, I was always right. a chunky kid. <laughs> right? So I'm like, wait a minute. I'm eight years old, nine years old. I'm fighting 11, 12-year-olds that are 40 pounds heavier than me. Right. Like how, you know what I mean? And it's like, I survived it. Yeah. I mean, But a lot of that is luck too, right? I yeah. mean, you could have broken a leg. All the people I teach judo to now would have never learned judo. Yeah, and you know, it, at that age, getting like a programming degree at in I know, maybe. <laughs> at that age, like the difference, the physical difference between nine-year-olds and twelve-year-olds are it just yeah, it's yeah. too big. So and, there needs to be an avenue for right, that, right? And the answer is not oh, let's standardize judo into a kata situation. No. No, let's just make all the kids compete in Naganakata. No. Somewhere mm. in between, right? Right. Some kind of choreographed movement. I, you know, that reminded me of... That is Kata. That reminds me of uh, this thing when I was taking Taekwondo in Korea as a kid. Yeah. You know, my dojo did this like little in, inter, intra-dojo competition where kids form a group and then they make up their own katas mm, yeah i like that and then kid, kids loved it because there's some creativity yeah, involved it's creative yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, just rote memorizing movements and doing them over and over it's not fun for anybody most right. people but right. it is fun for people who want to be in judo mm. or karate or whatever martial art and then saying that they're doing it and not having the risk of getting their head kicked off or right. you know taken down dragged to the floor and choked right right so it's like, oh, I'm doing martial arts, right? But I always stress, like, there needs to be a combative element. There needs right. to be a non-cooperative drill, mm-hmm. right? Where two people have conflicting goals. Right, there needs right. to be that. And then the avenue to sort of get there is the choreographed movements, is uchikomi, is drilling, is all these things. But if you spend too much time doing that, right? It's like you're kind of ignoring the other side. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. So it's got to be sort of a balance of both. Right. And that's always the thing. And I've always hated it when, like, you go in expecting to throw down, and then it's like, all right, we're going to do kata today for 40 minutes. And you're like, Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> it's not fun. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I've been in rooms like that, not <laughs> yeah. my dojo, but like other places. Even my dojo, right. too, sometimes, like back in the day, like, you know, you have four people learning the thing. It's like, all right, we're all going to do it. And you're like, oh my God. Yeah. You know, it's like kind of like, <laughs> yeah. Right. But, you know, there's a lot of history to Naginokata too. 
Right. And there's a lot of layers to this stuff. Yeah. Right? Everything is three movements. Mm-hmm. And the deeper you go into the kata, there's improving position while you're moving, right? People don't see that. It's like one, two, throw on three. It's simple. It's done, right? right? Yes, but not really. One, 50-50, kataguma. Let's look at it, right? Right. Two, inside control. Right. Three, off balance, make the shape of the throw, finishing mechanics. Right, right. Keeping your balance. Because it just emphasizes each step, like very in a distinct step it like it tells yeah, you these is very distinct yeah yeah these are what's yeah. supposed to happen yeah so having said that okay so you're you're a big proponent of the this kata as a competition tool even not just as not a huge tool. it oh, can not be a- and you know people make this argument like oh we're gonna water it down and now right. judo is gonna be 95 percent kata and no one's gonna be doing i'm not advocating for that right right there needs to be a white belt division yeah. Where they show their best Osoto, they show their best tile, they do some sort of choreographed movement, get a medal and go home. Right. What percentage of your dojo competes? I always ask this to the senseis. I'm kind of like you know, a crazy person when it comes to this, and I'm ranting about this at these judo meetings and judo tournaments. Uh-huh. And a lot of the other senseis are like, ah, man, you know, you know, we've done it for a long time. Like, yeah. I competed, you competed, you know, right, oh, right. if you can't do it, you know, hard. Right? It's like, and I'm like, listen, man, think about how, what percentage of your dojo competes. Right. Usually the Very answer small. is 10%, 5%. Never more. Yeah. I would say 10% is even high. Even it's high. Like, yeah. And now all of a sudden, you created this hierarchy. First class citizen, right. second class citizen. People who compete, people who don't compete. Yeah. So now all of a sudden, you're obligated to go through this thing. Right. You know what I mean? And so, then a lot of times you bring 10 kids to a tournament. How many of them quit immediately after that? Right. Make it a good experience. Let them have a choreographed piece. So how you know what I mean now all of a sudden you could take a hundred percent of your students, right? Uh, not yeah. all of them, but like now all of a sudden there's a place for a white belt to do some sort of competition. Right. There's a place for your yellow belt to do some sort of competition. There's a kid who's too shy to do Rondori. Like there's a place for that kid to compete, overcome, and then tell people that he does judo and I, I got mm-hmm. a medal. I mean, right? yeah, just going to the uh, to a competition is a. Uh... Dude, if you can do this and structure that, and if you have 50% of your judo dojo competing at these tournaments and retention goes higher because no one really gets injured, right? right? Now, all of a sudden, the organizations are making a lot more money. But why? Okay, so and then you clearly have said this to in these meetings. So what's the... But I have never seen it. Why why is it really not happening right now? I mean, no one wants to take that first step and then do the right. first tournament where there's like a white belt division, show your best three throws. You know, right. I mean, no one wants to do that because then, you know, they're, you know, a little bit like, oh, man, everyone's going to kind of like look at me funny and make fun of me and all this stuff. And, you mm. know, tournament directors don't want to do that. They don't want to take that risk. Right. You know what I mean? And it, it is a very closed circuit of people that who have been doing things a certain way. Right. Right. Even when I advocate for like, you should hold two kids by the collar and let them do Rondori there. People are like, oh, that's dumb. It causes soft kids, weak kids. You know, I have people even criticizing me for pulling out crash mats to do throws. Ah, you should just do Nagakomi on the tatami. The tatami floor is already padding on the mat. And like this. Let me tell you, you know, it still sucks. <laughs> yeah, it still hurts. Yeah, yeah so it's it like, hurts. you know, there needs to be a better way, right? right. I, there is a better way. You know, and I advocate for it, but I think a lot more people need to be on board with this in order for right. it to sort of catch on, right? I see. So if you're listening to this podcast and you're a dojo owner, you know, 
yeah, maybe there you'll you'll start a movement. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Who knows? You know, I I've always advocated too. It's like from the coach's standpoint, mm. what incentivizes me to bring these kids to the tournament? Very little. Right. Right. I'm gonna round up ten kids. Right. And ask their families to burn an entire Saturday. Right. Half of them will probably get hurt or quit. Yeah. You know, like what is the merits there? So one or two kids on my squad can feel really good about themselves. So now there's a hierarchy within the dojo of first class and set. Like, what is the, what is the draw? I don't understand it. I don't want to kill right. a Saturday. Right. You know, so I always have, say like, hey, man, why don't you, you know, do we really need an entire mat area? They're the same for an adult, same for a five-year-old. A five-year-old is a fourth of the side of size of a two hundred-pound man. Like, do they really need the same competition space? Do it like they do in France. Do it like they do it in Japan. You mm. could have fifteen mats going on for a kids' tournament, be in and out in two hours. Right. Right. I could go to the tournament, take twenty kids. Mm -hmm. Right. Twenty mats going at once, like little mat areas. They're five, six, eight, nine, eleven years old or something. Right. Just do a junior tournament, in and out, by noon, I could go home, have lunch with my kid, take it to the park, go get a cup of coffee, go see a movie, and have dinner with my... Like, I could do that. <laughs> so I will go to that every weekend. And I would do that every weekend. All right, it, we're not having class Saturday morning. We're just going to do this thing. We're going to be out by noon. I guarantee it. Parents love it. Oh, that's great. We're just going to go. It's the same thing as a Saturday morning soccer program, right? right. Oh, my kid has a soccer game at 8 a.m. We go. We get pizza. It's going to be a great day. Yeah, oh, my so kid has a judo tournament. We're going to be there all day. We'll oh, be there man. All day. My kid might get hurt. Like, you know, people screaming their heads off, right? Like, I don't know what kind of kid he's going to draw. Right. Everything about it is bad. All the, the experience is bad, you know, period. I don't like it. Nobody likes it. Who likes that? <laughs> I actually, that's one of the things, like. The, I don't like it. The biggest reason the biggest reason I haven't brought my wife to a tor judo tournament is because it's it's gonna burn the whole day and burn the whole day and you know if you bring kata into this kids tournament or even a novice tournament you can even do more you know parallel demonstrations and then just Dude, think out. about yeah. it yeah think about it okay think about this right <laughs> okay. you have two kids right. showing their favorite three moves five moves whatever right, right? how much space does that take and how much how much time does it take? Not a lot. Not a lot. And you know what? You know what? How many of those can go on at the same time? 30? 40? You can pack a lot. You can pack it in an entire gym. Right. You know what I mean? That's all. Have a black belt sit there and judge it. You can't judge your own kid. Done. Yeah. Boom. Six. Boom. <laughs> Seven. Boom. Zero. <laughs> Whatever, right? Hey, great job. You know, like Johnny, you know, metal. You get 40 kids on at the same time. I'll volunteer for that. Dude, each unit yeah. is done in a matter of minutes. Interesting. How many can you get in there in one hour? I wonder if I can, like, maybe I push for this in Michigan now that I'm here. I don't know. I don't Dude, know. I've you pushed know. for it everywhere. I've pushed for it yeah. everywhere. Everyone who's would listen, I, I'm saying it blue in the face. Right. You know, people just, yeah, yeah, whatever. You know what I mean? So kata is not just a teaching tool, not just a, you know, competition tool, but it's also a tool to that could help popularize judo, judo even more. 
Yeah, yeah man. Dude, like, if you look at the Gokyo, right? Right. I have to look up Gokyo. Okay, this is oh, I, yeah. <laughs> I don't remember <laughs> it either. Let's see. Gokyo judo throws, right? Gokyo right. judo throws. I should probably know this, right? But I just don't want to misspeak and be like, yeah, first <laughs> Kyo Tayo. And people are like, what? What? <laughs> yeah. All right. Gokyo. Five sets uh-huh. of throws. It's structured. It's already been done. Right. First group. First one. I don't five, even know. Five different sets. First yeah. set. Deashi, Hizaguruma, Sasai, Ukigoshi, Osonogari, Ogoshi, Ouchigari, Senagi. Dude, that's a... Uh, you can have a competition just for that. Show me the first set. Yeah. Okay. Deashi, Hizaguruma, Sasai, Ukigoshi, boom. All right. Good job. Who's getting hurt there? Nobody. Right. So is there a place for that? Yes, there is. There has to be, man. There has to be an intermediary step between throwing down in the dojo... Mm-hmm. Throwing them into the wolf dead and then letting these guys just right. fighting over a piece of meat like in the wild. It, get, it, has it to gets be an pretty crazy step. over there. Yeah. Intermediary step. And I think that's where the merits of kata is. You know, like right. kata, it is kata, right? Right. Gokyo. One, two, three, four, five. Five sets of throws. Right. Right. Oh, let me just teach the second one. Third mm-hmm. set. Fourth set. Fifth set. You know? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight techniques in each. Mm-hmm. I have to, I have to like look it up. <laughs> yeah, I, <laughs> eight techniques I don't know each. Either. Yeah, eight times five. That's forty. Forty. That's techniques. a lot. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, no one's gonna do the whole thing, right? I'm not saying I'm not advocating for a long kata, and I'm not even advocating for nagano kata doing the whole thing. Right. You know, because it takes a lot of nagano kata takes, takes a lot, a lot of, space. of time. You have and to space, think yeah. about scaling in mind when you're running these things. Right. You know what I mean? But there's definitely a place for kata. You think I'm a believer of it. Yeah. yeah. But I'm not in a way, I have to be clear, not in a way where you're dedicating 30 minutes every practice doing right, it. Right, right. I think that's a waste of time. Right. You but, know? There's a... but if you have an older dojo, right? Mm-hmm. Everyone in the dojo a little bit older, they're 45, a lot of them have knee injuries, back injuries, and then they want to focus on kata. God bless you, you should focus on kata. Right. Right? So I'm not criticizing any dojos out there that are doing a lot more kata than not. Mm-hmm. And it depends by age of instructor too. I'm 36 right now, and I, I could roll and you know throw right. it down with my students. And it's very, it's a, you know, people are my age in the dojo. Right, right. You know what I mean. But as I get older, maybe I'm 60. I have two hip replacements or something like that. And am I able to do mm. the things that I'm doing now? No. Then maybe I'll just teach kata forever. You know what I mean? <laughs> Who knows, right? That have, you never know. So you that, can't really criticize, but you have to you have to look at the whole picture. Right. Did your father go through that transition? Yeah, little by little. little the older by. he got, you know, the more, the less risk averse you get, you know, right. because getting sued is, is a real thing right? yeah. in judo. And the more stress you carry on, you right. know, how many, you know, disastrous leg injuries can you see, right. you know, over the course of 30 years of teaching Tani Atoshi? Oh, gosh. Until you're yeah. like, man, I, I don't want to, I don't want to do this anymore. Yeah. You know, sometimes, you know, people break a leg and it ruins their life. You yeah. know, they can't overcome it. They can't come back from it. They put a metal rod in the leg, and now they just can't function. You right. Know? Some people get a little bit of a tweak of the knee, just like a little tweak. You know what I mean? And now they're like, oh, man, my knee hurts forever. Like, I'm injured forever. Like, oh, my God. You know, like, some people have that mindset. Right, right. You know what I mean? So yeah. it's like, you know, you get better and better at, like, talking to those people, not filtering them out. 
mm-hmm. right? But like making sure that they have a place in the dojo too. You know, yeah. it's such a combat heavy sport. And if you get people who are not designed for that, you're yeah. going to have people that are getting banged up. You know, do kata, man. Yeah. Just do kata. That's fine. You know, they don't have to feel like a second class citizen because they don't do randori. Right. They, don't do, they don't do competitions. That's okay. Right. You know, I think you should have a whole full spectrum of this stuff. Right. Everyone should be able to enjoy judo. Should be. Yeah. You know, but that's just not how it is. Right. You know? That's not how it's structured. So... Yeah, it's it's one of those things, man. Kata gets a lot of criticism, a lot of heat from the the schools that have mm-hmm. the martial arts, especially that have, right? Mm-hmm. But if you look at it in a way like boxing, even what the hell is karate kata anyway? It's like when you're shadow boxing, it is like kata, right? You know, oh, all all the boxing workout classes they're massively popular. Man, if yeah. you go like I used to go to Mendez Boxing in the city, uh-huh. you know, like what percentage of people actually spar in the gym? You know, I remember I asked that oh, I to know. like one of the people in there and they were like, ah, probably like, you know, 5% of the people spar. It's like, wait a minute, 95% of the people come in, just do jumping jacks, just do shadow boxing and hit the pads. Like that's most gyms that do striking. Right. Because you can't have everybody who's like, oh man, I want to get in shape. Like, oh, okay. I work in an office. Like I'm going to go in and get punched in the face. Like walk into meetings with a black eye. It just doesn't fare well in a white collar world, right? right? Especially if you're in New York City or something. Yeah. You know, maybe if you're a cop, like, okay, fine, right? right? But if you're like working in an office environment, come in with a black eye, or like, hey, you're expected to be on your mental game, coming in a little bit like cloudy because you're punch drunk, like, that's not okay. Not okay. Yeah. Not and the okay. more people who are exposed to that, the more people are going to get injured and the more likely you'll get sued. Right? <laughs> so when you're doing, you know, 90% of the room, 95% of the people who are part of a striking gym and they're like shadow boxing, moving around, like how is that different from doing kata if you're not actually sparring? Right. You are doing kata, right? In some sort of way. You know, people just have this specific thing of kata, like kids doing these blocks and punches and going like this, Kai! Right? <laughs> <God>. Doing that. <laughs> I mean, like, like that. You know, like right. is what people think when you think of kata. Right. You can. And there's so much more there, right? It's shape. It's movement. Nagano kata. We got to go do another one just separate right. to Nagano kata. I know yeah. we plan to do a Nagano kata episode, right. but there's a lot like of part one. Yeah, we'll, we'll do another one. Stuff, yeah, so. yeah. You can make yeah. it more fun too. Like I don't, you know, I I've gone to those boxing classes and yeah, yeah, they're fun. Right. Like the trainer goes around and like pumps you up, and you're like. Punch yeah, in yeah, and yeah. the kata Dude, can be fun forget, too. Man. Like I was doing an Equinox cardio uh, boxing class and the man. woman who was teaching it was like a boxer. Right. So obviously no one in the room really boxes. Right. Right. Everyone right. says they box. There's like 40 people in there. But I'm like hitting the bag with another lady. Right. Right. And then so the lady sees it and she's like, oh, man. And then she like comes over and then like has the little headset on. The music yeah. is pumping and I'm punching the thing. And she's like, yeah. Yeah, you know, like she's like pumping me up, giving me high yeah. fives, and then she like walks up to me and she's like, "Come back, come back," you know, like talking. And I'm like, "Yeah, it feels good. Got to sweat in." Everyone's like, "You're so good," you know. It felt good, right? Maybe you should have a separate kata class, like cardio judo class, man. Maybe, man. I mean, yeah. <laughs> and you know what? All the randori heavy, hardcore judo instructors out there are gonna be like, "Oh, that's that's trash." Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's like, what do you guys know? <laughs> Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's messed up. I shouldn't say that. No, but maybe, right? Yeah, maybe yeah. there's a place for that, you know? And it felt good. I didn't get punched in the face. No one got hurt. More people do judo. And yeah. more people do judo, the better for this, our sport, period. Right. I think boxing you know I mean? probably went through this discussion, too. They 
I mean, they probably, you know, in the early days, boxing was more of a, you know, the competition sport, martial yeah, sport. Yeah. But then they had to change. They had to look at know, kickboxing. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I used to think kickboxing, Netherlands, people taking right. each other's heads off with right. big, massive arching kicks and K1, I used to think. Now, when I hear kickboxing, I see, you know, my ex girlfriend with the pink gloves, like hitting the thing, yeah. telling me, like, she went to a kickboxing class and she wants to fight me. Like, what? You know, like, have you ever sparred? No. You know, like, what are you talking about? Yeah. And then they all always, you know, I whenever someone tells me, I hold the hold my hand up and then let them punch, and then they feel good. They're like, oh, and I'll say, oh, wow, so yeah, strong. Yeah. yeah, you can punch, you can kick. Yeah. So it's there's a, definitely a place for kata. Yeah. You know? Cool. Definitely a place. Oh, you want to plug your uh, mother-in-law's hat? situation you can do that. <laughs> well uh yeah so my mother-in-law uh this is kind of off topic but she uh and my sister-in-law started making these flowery hats bucket hats yep. they're really in right now um bucket hats are in man yeah very in um i've seen in my uh in person and they look fantastic and yeah they have a shop on etsy uh jco studio i believe jko studios yeah yeah we'll link it in the thing yeah hopefully she'll get some support sales. yeah i bought one i bought a blue tulip hat oh nice nice and then peter told me they don't even make them for men they have a they're <laughs> the men's like more uh you know tame colors are coming too um yep, yep that's right you're gonna yeah. so if you have a wives girlfriends a woman in your life that loved back i'm gonna be rocking my blue tulip hat yeah that's rocking right? and then uh you know those look good, man. You know, so well. Thanks for giving yeah. me the opportunity to plug it. Yeah, there's not a sponsored yeah. thing either. We're yeah. just doing it because you know, out of love. Yeah, Peter is spamming his buddies. Ah. Hey guys, <laughs> mother-in-law making hats now. For I'm you like, know, all right, I'll buy one. A, mu a must-have for a, a hot boy summer that's coming. Hot boy summer. Yep. Yeah. And then the solid <laughs> colors are coming too, right, Peter? That's right. And right. very exciting times. Yeah. All right, Waltz. I think uh, there was a good overview of what kata is and what the purpose is um yep. anything else to add before we close i think we're gonna do a little bit more of an extensive nagano kata one right right stay tuned for that be popular yeah maybe we'll have a little like video rolling that was yeah. one of your ideas yeah yeah because you know people ask about that all the time yeah right? we'll do that yeah so thank you very much everyone for listening thank you peter thank check you check us out on social media yeah, thank you, uh, and stay tuned for the next episode.